Hey, hey, Cubs fans, and welcome to a brand new edition of Cubs on Tap. The Cubs are victorious today and take the season, or excuse me, not the season series, but at least <laughs> this series from the Brewers uh, with a 9-1 score today. Tyler Chatwood, your winning pitcher uh, for the Cubs. I am Ron Luce, and I am joined by Cody Del Mendo. Cody, how are we feeling after this big win today? Bro, I'm so ex- ecstatic. Uh, I would just like to say... Uh, Cubs are two and zero. After I'm like following the, or we're two and zero. Whenever we do this podcast, and I'm on it, I don't know how else to say it. I'm all excited. I can't even say my words right, but you know what I mean. Uh, after a win on Friday, uh, I was on it after, and then today, yeah, I was. I'm on. So uh, it's good to come on for W's. Uh, it'd probably be a lot tougher if I was coming on for for losses. But uh, yeah, man, uh, it was a great overall game today from offense defense pitching um yeah i mean that just to sum it up right away i mean there was not i mean if there's any complaints maybe the bullpen uh casey sadler is probably the the one guy that you can look at and be like all right what are we going to do with him but uh i thought the offense was great uh and most of the bullpen was okay and then Tyler Chatwood was just insanely better than what anyone expected. Like, no one saw that coming today. So, uh, I guess your fly to W pick to win, uh, you know. Folks, I th- it's hard not to choose him, man. It was. And I just, especially because, you know, I said it a little bit on last night's episode where, you know, he, he has a lot to prove this year. This is the third year of that three-year contract. He was paid a ton of money, has not lived up to you know, that 13 million or whatever it is a per year price tag, it's right in that $13 million range, you know? So what better way than, you know, the team to slot you as your third starter above a guy like John Lester and potentially above a guy like Jose Quintana, you know, are you going to come out and, and show this organization that they were right paying you three years ago? And if he could do this all season, I think he absolutely would be worth that money, at least this year. And I'd even argue last year. He was really good coming out of the pen, but that 2018 year was just forgetful for him. And I think he would even admit that as well. But like you said, uh, just quickly to read off his stat line, obviously Chatwood gets the W. He goes six innings today, only allows three hits, one run. Only walks two, and he struck out eight. I would like to make note that ONTAP Sports contributor, uh, Mr. Uh, Bulls Guy Rob on Twitter, he nailed this. He said Chatwood would go six six innings, give up three hits, one run, walk two, but he said strike out seven. He was oh. one strikeout off. Ridiculously impressive. He needs to get a shout-out because I've never seen that before, where you call that that early in the day, and it damn near happens exactly. But... You know, like you said, offense today as well. Um, you know, just to, to quickly kind of go through a little bit of the of the the uh, scoring summary here, really fast, uh, and then we'll uh, we'll keep talking about it and dive right into it. But bottom of the second, Hayward grounded out, but that is a okay because on that play, Kyle Schwarber was able to come in and score after his double, got the Cubs the one zero lead early. Uh, in the bottom of the fourth, though, this is when the Cubs really had the chance to kind of break it open a little bit. Wilson Contreras doubled in. Uh, Kyle Schwarber once again, who walked, uh, had a couple guys on. Um, later in that same inning, then Nico Horner was able to single, uh, and that ultimately drove in Contreras. Hayward advanced to second at that point. Caratini then uh, was able to line in Jason Hayward. Um, and advanced Nico to third, and then the next batter, Ian Happ, drove in um, Victor Caratini, or excuse me, uh, Nico Horner then, 
uh, with another single to make it 5 nothing Cubs. Bottom of the fifth, however, Orlando, Orlando Arcia, the only guy besides Ben Gamble that hit this series um, outside of that Yelich homer yesterday. Uh, for the Brewers, he was able to draw, drive in Omar Novaez, um, and that cut into that lead for the Cubs to make it only four. But in the bottom of the seventh, Wilson Contreras hit an absolute nuke to left center. That thing hit like three rows from the top of the bleachers. I mean, it was an absolute moonshot. I think they said 451 is the official measurement on that. Um, his first of the season gives the Cubs a 6-1 lead. And then in the bottom of the eighth, the Cubs get a pair of home runs from Ian Happ and Anthony Rizzo, uh, both to uh, left field. Um, and that ultimately gave the, the final score for today, your 9-1 Cubs victory. Jeremy Jeffress getting to take the ball in the last inning against his old team. think that's pretty cool. I'm sure he felt pretty good today making his Cubs debut um, in a regular season game. Did issue one walk, but otherwise a clean inning for him. You mentioned Kyle Ryan was really good today. He went one and two-thirds today and gave up nothing. No hits, no walks. Didn't strike anybody out, but he got the job done. Um, that Bryant play. Probably saved him potentially uh, in getting into some trouble, but um, you know we'll talk about that at length here. And then, like you said, Sadler really the only guy that struggled today. Uh, only was able to record one out as he walked to, um, and that led ultimately to that Bryant play to get them out of that inning. But Cody, just just tell me, you know, you know, thoughts on today, things you liked, you know, just just give us a bit of you know some analysis of what you saw today from the Cubs. Okay. Um, well, obviously a lot of good. So I'll give you my bad stuff first. Um, you know, Chris Bryan, I, I, he's had some really good at bats. You know, he's making pitchers throw pitches. But today, I mean, there were pitches middle in that he usually mashes that he just missed on. Um, I don't know what it is. Maybe, you know, he, he finally got a hit. I'll give him that. He finally got a hit. So something good happened. So hopefully, you know, he has a great career against the Cincinnati Reds, who they're playing next. So hopefully he heats up then. Um, but I mean, in the grand scheme, didn't matter. Still scored nine runs. Uh, but it, it is something that I worry about because uh, you know if he's not going to be a leadoff hitter, like if, if this is because he's in the leadoff position, which like I said, he's taking a lot of pitches. He's forcing pitchers to throw a lot of pitches. You know. May, Maybe I'm looking into it too much because Christian Yelich, outside of his home run yesterday, didn't do anything in this series either. I mean, Chatwood mm -hmm. struck him out three times today. So, uh, yeah, I mean, with 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 Bryant, that situation kind of leaves me worried. Bullpen, like I said, I know it's just basically Sadler today, and even Jeffress, he he got the final three outs. He almost gave up a two run homer to uh, I I don't even remember who it was. I want to say it was it wasn't Smoke, but the guy maybe it was Logan Morrison. Uh, I think it was more, so. but Al Mora had that insane catch in that ninth inning to save to save that. Um, so I and I don't know his role on on this team, and I mean he came in the ninth inning of a one to nine or nine to one game. So I mean, who knows how much? I mean, I feel like they brought him in to play a bigger role. So I'm hoping to see more positives out of him as the season goes along. But yeah, I mean, as far as the positives, I mean. A lot of great at-bats from the offense today. I mean, Wilson Contreras' nuke, moonshot, like whatever you want to call it. It was it was a laser. And, uh, you know, you know, outside of the home runs, it was just it was just really nice to see the Cubs like put together some hits. Even even Jason Hayward's typical ground out to second to drive uh, Kyle Schwarber in to get the Cubs on the board. I mean, that. That, that's a big run just to get the lead first. I mean, the Cubs, uh, 
the last four years we've seen when the Cubs get the lead first, they're really hard to beat because mm-hmm. they typically have a really good starting pitcher out there. And then outside of this year, they had a bullpen that you, you had guys you could rely on uh, this year. It's a lot different. There's at least there's not as much depth that you can rely on. So I, this year is different, but any time you can get it on the board first is it's just a bit like the the odds of winning that game is much higher. So I, uh, what yesterday they had multiple chances with runners on and less than two outs and they couldn't get guys in. So just being able to do that, just Hayward putting the ball in play, mm-hmm. which he's despite you know his flaws that we always talk about, he's pretty good at putting the ball in play. Doesn't strike out very often. So. That I like that a lot, I mean, just because it you know it shows they are trying to you know make make things happen. And then Nico Horner, I mean, he might he might be the 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 player of the game, the 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 fly to W player of the game because uh, you know he he was he, he was all over the field today on offense. He I know he had a double, he had an RBI single. Uh, I think he had another hit as well, but he was just. Uh, He's he's making a case for him to play every day. I know they're kind of doing a platoon because Kitmas started yesterday, uh, but if he can if he can show that he can hit righties consistently, I mean Jason Kitmas is gonna be looking for a new job. So um, all in all, it, it, I think that this the, over the entire weekend we saw a lot of good, uh, despite the really like bad loss yesterday. Um, you know, starting pitching looked great. Now we go to Cincinnati, John Luster tomorrow, and Alec Mills, then back to Kyle Hendricks, I'm assuming is how it works. So, mm-hmm. you know, I yeah, I can't be mad about about that after what we saw these these first three days. And even Darvish, he ha he he has his moments, but he I just think he he ha- I feel like he just succeeds more when he gets that lead first. But obviously he has things to get better at, but and we can get in more to that in the later days, but I'm just kind of recapping the weekend. Um, but yeah, man, I, I'm pleasantly, uh, you know, surprised and happy to see what I saw in this first series. Cause the Brewers, I don't think they're going to, I mean, I don't think they're going to be in the playoff hunt, but they're no, they're not like the Reds playing the Tigers this weekend and they lost two or three. So mm-hmm. like, you know, I, it, that's still a competitive team. And anytime you can go out there and, and win a series against, you know, those teams that are kind of a toss up. Um, and I believe going into Friday, we all thought this series was kind of a toss up on who would win it. So, yeah. uh, especially in the 60 game sprint, you know, these series, especially against teams that you just kind of don't know, it's, it's a big deal. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm just really happy that the Cubs won the series and, on to Cincinnati tomorrow. Baseball is back, and oh, I just enjoyed the entire weekend of just watching <laughs> the game, like live tweeting it, and just like being excited about sports being back. Man, like it's a feeling that I never thought I would be so happy to have, but it's, but it's, it is what it is. Like, and it's simply put, like I, I, I don't know how else to really say it. Is just like, just happy to be able to watch a couple guys you know, hit a ball around with a big old stick and, and watch guys throw a ball 100 miles per hour or whatever it is, you know? Yeah, it's it's special, man. And I agree. I think the excitement, you know, for this opening day for a lot of people was that much more heightened, like you said, just because of the lack of anything for, you know, the better part of three months here in, in the year 2020. 
But yeah, I just echoing kind of what you said, you know, obviously a lot to, to unpack there, not only from this game, but just kind of the series in general. You know, Bryant, good at bats, got a hit finally today, but three strikeouts, you know, he kind of looked looks like he's kind of still trying to get there. And if he's if he's the only one that's not producing right now, like I, I think fans can live with him, you know, getting off to a slower start as long as they're winning games. Uh, like you said, he, he and Kyle Schwarber love Cincinnati. So four games for these guys to get right. Um, it's certainly going to be good. Schwarber had a nice game today, you know, scored two runs. Uh, he walked once, got that doubled as well. Only one strikeout today for him. Granted, it was with the bases loaded. So you would have liked that to have been, you know, some RBIs for, for the big man. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. We're, we're okay. Uh, two RBIs today for Jason Hayward. That's huge. Uh, or excuse me, for Contreras. I read the wrong line. One RBI, though, for Hayward today, which is still <laughs> awesome. That makes a lot of people happy. But, you know, Wilson Contreras just, you know, continuing what he looked like in summer camp. You know, he's just continuing to show that he's ready. And this this guy's ready to, you know, could really carry this team at points this year. And, you know, Rizzo, uh, but I agree. You know, Nico Horner today and, and even Ian Happ, both mm-hmm. have been just great surprises. This bottom of this lineup is is doing incredibly well. Horner and even Caratini. Horner, Caratini, and Hap right now. Yeah, Caratini had a really nice double today. He just turned sure it right down the line. Yeah, they. I mean, all over the lineup, it, they're all hitting the ball at least today. Yep. And and I don't even want to take it. I don't. I'm not trying to kind of not make it a big deal as much because you know, once the Brewers were down five nothing, they weren't going to use their best relievers after they took Peralta out, but. It's still just good to see as far as a confidence level for the, those guys because obviously they, they struggled these first two days. Yep. Uh, you know, so hopefully they can take this confidence going to Cincinnati, a team who they should be disappointed. They only won one out of three games against a Tigers team that is garbage. So, uh, you know, Bauer pitched today. So I, we got the bottom of their rotation and then uh, back to the top. I'm, I'm assuming it will be how it is. So uh, I'm glad that at least for two of their games, uh, you know, the Cubs will play uh, not necessarily their, their best. Their best yeah, their yep. best start. Yeah, you you avoid uh, you avoid Bauer completely in this in this series coming up uh, as you know he pitched today, so he'll be on his normal five day rest. He won't pitch again until Friday, but yeah, I mean you get you get Sonny Gray and Luis Castillo on the back end, um, you know, which a lot of people will say is unfortunate because those are probably their two better pitchers, but yeah, you get their four and five to start this series. And, and, you know, quite frankly, I mean, I think a lot of people feel comfortable with John Lester as a four right now. Uh, but the real key will be how Alec Mills pitches, uh, on Tuesday night. You know, he's kind of a wild card showed nice glimpses last year, you know, a couple of, uh, you know, three inning, you know, appearances at times last year, but it'll be really interesting to see how he does coming out of that fifth spot. But, you know, kind of wrapping up all of our excitement today in one point, I think that Cubs fans can be excited about today. They scored without having to use the long balls, their only method to do so. And I think that is hugely important for this team because, you know, and kind of banking on what you said, you know, sure, the, the Brewers didn't ever have to get to hater today. But they went to Corey Niebel pretty early, and he's definitely one of their better relievers. And the Cubs beat him up today, which was really good to see. So, you know, it, it, it's a pleasant surprise that they were able to do what they did today. Obviously, you know, long balls coming in the 7th and 8th then for the Cubs. But you could say by that point in the game, it was pretty much out of hand. You know, they really got their their monster, you know, inning there in the 4th. And it was all via, you know, quote-unquote small ball. I made sure to, uh, uh, you know, to tweet. 
uh, from our Cubs on Tap account that, you know, Justin nailed it on the episode last night. He goes, if this team's going to consistently win, they got to start driving in runs by singles and doubles. It can't all be the home run, and they did that today. So assuming they can keep that going through the regular season, you know, that'll be, you know, absolutely huge for them going into this potential playoff run. Right. And, and like we kind of talked about this on Friday, like, or, or the, is it okay if we if we rely on the long bar or not? It's not even that we're they're relying on the long bar or not. It's more of just like if you got a guy on second base and less than two outs, you got to find a way to get that guy in, like no matter what. And uh, you know, and like I said, that first run they scored of the game, like it was it was huge to be able to do that. And then you know they've in the, what was it, the fourth or fifth inning when they started getting to Peralta and then they brought Knable in and, and he wasn't very good, obviously. So them getting, they were just riling hits off. They batted around. Yeah, I mean, that that was great to see. And, uh, you know, like I said, I think obviously you want to be balanced. You want to have, you know, you want to have the long ball. You want to be able to string hits together and, and, and you know, rally when, when, the, when the time is, is there. Uh, but I mean, whatever way this team's going to score runs, I don't care. But if the, the times when it hurts the most though, is when, you know, guy on second or third, less than two outs and and you fail to get him in. And that's what they did yesterday. And, and, and that's what hurts so much about that game on top of, you know, the bullpen sucking and, you know, Darvish being subpar, you know, but that's, I mean, when you beat yourself is what really, that's when you really get, as a fan, especially, that's when you really like get angry and get mm-hmm. irrational and start thinking, let's trade them all, you know? <laughs> so yeah. blow it up. Um, <laughs> yeah, blow it up. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, like I said, there's nothing you can be mad about today. And, and I know the Cubs aren't going to play like this every single day, but if they could do it for, well, we got two wins. If they could do it for like, 35 more games, I'll be okay with that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that seems seems to be kind of the magic number. I think in this weekend series was a good indicator of that, right? Because like you said, Cincinnati, who a lot of people are admittedly predicting to win the Central this year, they mm-hmm. struggled with a Tigers team. So like, yeah, there there's, there's still plenty of the natural parity of baseball there where like any given day a team can have a good series and beat you. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter how bad or good they are. And so I agree with you. I think, you know, right now it's really starting to feel like your best team in the league is probably going to be around that 37, 38 win mark at best. You know, there's still going to be plenty of that, you know, there's going to be a lot of teams hovering right around 30 wins that potentially get into this playoff. I mean, as long as you play 500 ball, you got a shot. And, you know, but again, you're kind of echoing what happened in today's game. You can win two out of three especially against your, you know, division rivals, because almost every game is going to be against your division rivals. You know, right. like you said on Friday night, you figure if they play Milwaukee, you you were saying if they go 500 against Milwaukee in these 10 games this year, man, imagine if they win every series against Milwaukee. Then all of a sudden, you have a little bit of cushion against the teams like the Cardinals and the Reds, where maybe you only go 5 out of 10 against each of them, you know, but you beat up on the Pirates and then you beat up on right. the majority of the AL Central you could be in that, you know, 35 win conversation at the end of the year. And that would be absolutely huge because, you know, granted this year, as long as you're in, you're good. You know, Mm -hmm. you don't have to be this dominant, you know, in a normal 162, you don't have to be a 94 win team to be comfortably Mm -hmm. in the playoffs. You can sneak in this year as just above 500. And it's, it's, it's a matter of when you're getting hot. And I think that's, you know, 
we we alluded to it a little bit on Friday night. Consistency is going to be the key in this type of, se- of season. And I said it a little bit, I believe, last night as well. I kind of reiterated that with Justin is if you can give me just consistency day in and day out out of this lineup and this team and this pitching staff, more likely than not, you're going to win enough games to hopefully start getting hot right around you know September 15th or so and hopefully ride that then into the playoffs. Yeah, no doubt. I, you know, the, who is it? The St. Louis, they, they won their first two and against Pittsburgh and then lost today. And yeah, they still won their series, but personally, just for me and my, my thinking going into games against like Pittsburgh and then like the Tigers and the Royals, I think you got to sweep. If you, if you want to be a top seed, like if you want to be a top seed in like, like a top two or three seed of like the suggested postseason that they're talking about, I think you got to win those games. You got to win all those games. Like you can't just take two or three. I, I think, yeah, it's okay. like if you're a St. Louis fan, you're you're fine. You're happy. You won two. You won two or three. You won the series. But that Pittsburgh team is not good. And personally, I just I I would be a maybe I'd be a little bit pessimistic if I was a Cardinals fan saying that. But like I'm just thinking in the grand scheme. Like if you want to be one of those top seeds that's going to have home field advantage playing. At, in the postseason mm-hmm. in a 60 game sprint like this, like you got to win all those games. And, yeah. you know, I'm going to, I'm going to act like that against with the Cubs. Like, you know, they're going to play the Reds. Was it a four game or a three game? Four game. And for it's a four game. I mean, the Reds, like we said, they're going to be a good team. Like they're coming off a, a bad series. They're going to be hungry to, you know, bounce back. Absolutely. You know, I would take a split, but obviously with like three or four, but and and because they're supposed to be good, you know, I'm not going to expect this week. But if they're if the Cubs are going to if when Pittsburgh comes to Wrigley, I'm going to expect the Cubs to win three straight or four straight, whatever, because, you know, if they want to get a top seed and, and, and be a favorite for a World Series, that's what, in my opinion, that's what they have to do. And yep. granted, I, St. Louis had a great weekend. They, they won pretty handily Friday and Saturday today. Not so much, but I just think, like I said, I just think that if you if you want to be one of those top teams, you got to win series like this. And, you know, you shift over to AL. I mean, I know the Nationals are, are good, but they didn't have Juan Soto, Juan Soto the entire weekend. And the Yankees kind of struggled against the Nationals. And maybe that's a bad example, but um, that was just the first game or series that I could think of. Like, I just think of teams like the Yankees and the, and the Astros and, 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 and teams like that, like if the Cubs want to be up there with those types of teams that are, you know, considered to be a favorite to win the World Series, I just think they got to they got to beat up on all the bad teams. And, um, you know, maybe who knows, maybe I'm just shitting on the Cardinals because they're the Cardinals. So I, I don't know. <laughs> hey, that's totally acceptable around here. You know, Juice, you know, Juice will love that when he listens. But no, you bring up a good point. I mean, here's another perfect example. You mentioned, you know, trying to find a good examples of teams that are just going to come out and get you kind of the wrong way. The Miami Marlins took two or three against the Phillies. Oh, yeah. yeah That's a yeah, perfect yeah. example. And they they mollywhopped the Phillies today. They put up 11 runs on the Phillies today. So, you know, but you, you said it exactly right. I mean, there's so many opportunities. Look at what happened on Friday night. The Boston Red Sox had, what, 10, 10 runs scored by or 13 runs scored by, like, the sixth inning. They lost two out of three to the Orioles. Uh, the parody of baseball is beautiful but i agree with you if you want to truly show you're an elite team and you're going to take that next step forward to be those elite teams this year you absolutely have to win the games against 
the Detroit Tigers, the Kansas City Royals, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Those should be sweeps. I 100% mm-hmm. agree with you. And then when you do play some of these better teams, you know, the Cardinals, the Reds, if it is a four-game series, split it. And if it's, you know, or, you know, get three out of four if you can. If they can take three out of four next week against the Reds and you're five and two going into your third series in the season, as a ball club, you feel pretty good. You know, and there's a lot of confidence there then, too, because yeah. that the likely means Lester has a good outing. Mills is at least good enough to win you a game. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, or maybe Mills is solid, but it's a close game. Hendricks hopefully comes out and gives you at least three quarters of what he did on mm-hmm. Friday evening. Yeah. yeah. And then maybe Darvish gets a nice rebound game, you know, and right. he's always pitched semi-okay in Cincinnati where, yeah, maybe he gives up a home run. But usually it strikes out nine, and he usually you know keeps the damage limited to maybe two runs. So again, if you know they're going to get the small ball play that we saw today, who knows? I agree with you one hundred percent. But Cody, do you got any final thoughts on this Brewers series before we we take another you know real true dive now into this Red series <laughs> that's coming up? Um, yeah, Christian Yelich. I mean, he hit the home run yesterday, um, but he he was he was not good. And this is after Bleacher Report or whoever, some idiot said that he's better than Mike Trout. That's a tough look. Um, and it's not even like he hit the ball hard for outs. He struck out like five or six times this weekend. And and he's not a guy who strikes out. So I'm um, not saying that his career is going to start taking a downturn and he's going to be, you know, absolute garbage this season. But uh, as a Cubs fan, I love to see that. Um, and, you know, I this, this Brewers team – and once again, I'm not trying to take anything away from the Cubs. They just don't look like a team that's going to be competing for even – I don't even think they're going to be competing for a playoff spot. I, 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 they After Yelich offensively, who do you got? I mean, we we talk about Orlando Arcia being a Cubs killer, but like he really didn't do anything this weekend. And and he had like three or four hits throughout the weekend. Um, you know, guys like Justin Smoke, he's not – they're not scaring me like Mike Moustakas was – uh, or or Grandall. Um, so yeah, it, my take on this Brewers Cubs series is that the Cubs should win more than five games in the season series. I at the beginning I I was I was hoping for you know a five and five split, but after this this uh, series opener, like maybe I'm over like I'm jumping way ahead because it's <laughs> the Cubs won the series, but like the Brewers just didn't they didn't scare me with anything and i feel like they've been doing that for three or four years and they've somehow gotten to the playoffs the last two years but like i just feel like offensively i don't got anything else and yeah. you know i their pitching doesn't scare me you know corbin burns was was pretty good yesterday i'll give him that and uh you know their guy on friday was was okay like woodruff he was, he was okay like they don't like they don't have anyone who's like it's not like we're going to St. Louis and we got to face Jack Flattery, you know. Right. It's not like we have to face Bauer when we go to Cincinnati or or Castillo or you know guys like that, like like legitimate aces. And maybe Woodruff is an ace, and he just didn't have it nearly as. I mean, Hendricks just stood out that night. But sure. I don't know. Just my take on just like the entire series is like the Cubs. They should they should win more than five games in this in their ten game you know ten games that they play. Um, as the season goes along, unless injuries creep up on the Cubs or they just start underperforming like we've seen in the past. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, great first series for the Cubs. And, you know, we sh- I, I think we should be excited. 
like I said before the season started, I was going to be a little pessimistic. But when we win, I'm going to celebrate it like it's freaking 2016. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. No, and I just I just kind of want to echo too what you said because you know if you really look at it, the top five in this Brewers order didn't do much this weekend. You know, Sogard was was okay, but you know today he was 0 for three. Nothing impressive there from him. Uh, Yelich was besides the two run home run, literally non-existent in this series. <clears throat> you know, Keston Hira, who is supposed to be kind of that like up and coming guy to be, you know, Yelich's kind of, you know, second in command, you know, mm-hmm. his, his, you know, Rizzo to, you know, hit your Bryant type situation in Milwaukee. You know, he really didn't do a whole lot this series. Smoke was okay. He had the home run. He got, he got on a couple times, but really most of the damage was done by the Brewers, by that bottom part of their order. You know, Narvaez had a really nice series. I mean, he only batted one, 125 in the series, but he was a 667, you know, on base plus slugging. He he walked quite a bit in this series, took a lot of good pitches. You know, but Lorenzo Cain had a really good series. He was one of the killers. Ben Gamble was one of the killers. And then Orlando Arcio. Orlando Arcio batted 400 this series. <laughs> like that, That's just mind-blowing. You know, but, but that's – I agree with you. I, like, <laughs> I, I even said that when we were previewing the, this Brewers series, you know, earlier in the week was – you know, I remember firing up MLB The Show back in March when it was, you know, playing the real schedule and it was supposed to open in Milwaukee against the Brewers, the Cubs were. And I, you know, went through that lineup on day one with Hendricks and I think I struck out about 95% of them and I just kind of laughed. I was like, this is really what they have this year? <laughs> like, your options in the outfield outside of Yelich are, you know, obviously Yelich and Kane are your staples, but then your third guy is a combination of Ben Gamble and Avisile Garcia? Like, yeah. It's just it, it is very underwhelming. So I agree there, and I, I won't try. I to mean, it's that. a lot. E- it's a lot better to look at when it's not Grandal or Mustakis. Absolutely, now. I'm super happy those <laughs> dudes are gone. And Mustakis, Mustakis, I think is on the IL right now. Uh, is he so? He won't even be in Cincinnati. I don't think so. Yeah, I think they. I think they. He wasn't feeling well. Uh, they don't think it's necessarily COVID yet, but they're just taking the precaution right now of like, if you say you don't feel good, just stay home. Yeah. You know, go get a test, stay home. If you do have it, obviously they have to go through that process of, you know, two negative tests or whatever. But if he doesn't have it, then he just beats the flu or whatever and he comes back to the team. So we might not even see Moustakis in this series. Or if we do, we might see him in like the last two games. But we probably won't see him tomorrow. Um, they also said Nick Senzel, who is their starting everyday center fielder, also was removed. Um, prospects last due year. To, yeah, due to not feeling the best. Again, they didn't say, you know, just because he doesn't feel good doesn't necessarily mean it's COVID right out the gate. That happened with... Uh, Oh, somebody, um, Hosmer, I think yesterday they said they removed mm. him cause he said he wasn't feeling great, but he tested negative for COVID. You know, he just had a little bit of a cold and just moved forward. He played today he actually has a home run and he's on my bench in fantasy. So that's a big old F you to me, but that's neither here nor there. So let's go ahead and get moving into this red series. But before we do, I do want to remind all of our listeners that Cubs on tap is the official Cubs podcast of the on tap sports network. You can find all of our work, Cody's work, my work, et cetera at uh, www.ontapsportsnet.com. You can also find us on social media. We are at ONTAPSportsnet. That's Twitter. That's Facebook. That's Instagram. And we got YouTube. Make sure to subscribe to us there as well as we're going to be pumping out a lot of great content there as the months roll on. Um, But ladies and gentlemen, we got it all. We got Bulls. We got Blackhawks. We got Bears. We got Cubs. Obviously, you're listening to some of that right now. And yes, Cubs fans, we all have a friend that's a White Sox fan. I know I say it every episode, but it's true. Go ahead and send them our way as well as I think our White Sox team does just as good of a job, if not better than anybody in the Chicagoland market covering the Southsiders. Once again, 
www.ontapsportsnet.com on the interwebs and at ontapsportsnet on all of your social media platforms. The ONTAP Sports Network, go ahead and check out what's on tap in Chicago sports. All right, Cody, here we go. We are moving into the first road series for the Cubs this season on July 27th, 2020 at Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati, Ohio. The Chicago Cubs, the 2-1 Chicago Cubs, will be taking on the 1-2 Cincinnati Reds. It is a 6.40 Eastern Standard Time first pitch, so it's a 5.40 first pitch for you Cubs fans here in Chicago. The game will be on Marquee Sports Network as well as 670 to score for radio. Um, John Lester takes the bump. The 36-year-old starter gets his his debut. Um, looked really good last week in his in his exhibition outing against the Minnesota Twins. Only went four and a third, but it was expected he wasn't going to go deep into the game anyway. Uh, he looked really, really good. Um, so he will be taking the bump for your Cubbies. And then for the Cincinnati Reds, it is Wade Miley. Um, he Ooh. is just signed a two-year contract with them this offseason. He is their number four right now. As we mentioned, they have already missed Sonny Gray, Luis Castillo, and then today Trevor Bauer. We won't even see Trevor Bauer in this next series, but we will see Gray and Castillo on Wednesday and Thursday, respectively. But like you said, hopefully the Cubs can take to it and get after Miley early and get a W in Cincinnati to open things up. Cody. I want to get your a little bit of a preview on what you're expecting in tomorrow's game, and then uh, when you are ready to finish up, let's get that fly the W player of the week or player of the game pick. Okay, um, so I think in the broadcast today they had Tommy Hadovy, uh join for a half inning, and he said that Lester tomorrow will probably be like Darvish in terms of like pitch count, so it'd probably go 80, 85 pitches. So if things go well, hopefully he's in the fifth inning when that happens. I think that'd be solid. So solid five innings. Uh, if he's doing real well, he, you know, 85 pitches and in, into six or seven, we'll see. I mean, I wouldn't be mad about it. I'm not going to bank on it. But uh, so that, I think that's what you should just, uh, you know, prepare for if, for if you're a fan. Um, yeah, I guess as far as the team itself, I mean, I said at the beginning of the show, uh, Chris Bryant, he has a he's had a great career in Cincinnati against the Reds. Obviously, he's played a lot of bad Reds teams, but this Reds team is is a lot different. Uh, you know, our 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 friend who we wish is still a Cub, uh, Nick Castellanos, out there in right field for them. Unfortunately, like that sucks. It's it it, it just it just sucks. <laughs> so uh, this Reds team's gonna look a lot different. They're gonna like I said, they're gonna be really uh, pumped to come back and and try to rebound and and at least split this series with the Cubs. Um, I, as far as tomorrow's game, uh, you know, they're riding in off after a big win. I, they are flying in tomorrow. They're not flying in tonight. They're flying in tomorrow, after, which, which is what I heard on the broadcast as well. So we'll see, it'll be interesting to see how the Cubs uh, do this because obviously they fly in the night before normally in a regular in a normal season, and today they're or tomorrow they're literally going to get up early, fly in, and, and then play a baseball game that. Tomorrow night, I assume, is when the game is. So yep. it'll be interesting to see how that goes, how the whole health thing goes. Like, I mean, the the Cubs haven't traveled yet, so mm-hmm. I just, I'm interested to see how that whole how that all goes, and if you know, hopefully no one gets sick. You know, obviously, but it is something to to note. So yeah, uh, I'm just hoping John Lester just keeps building off that last start. Um, you know, I said it about Chadwood. Uh, if you're going to get 10 starts out of him from what we saw today, 
the same thing out of John Lester would not only would it be on expecting it considering his last season, but it would just be a huge boost if he can do it consistently, which he has a history of doing it. So, uh, yeah. you know, I should not sleep on John Lester and neither should you or anyone else. Uh, but like I said, I need to see it first to, to believe it after what we saw last season. Uh, but you know, I, uh, I'm not mad about having John Lester as our, our number four starter right now. I agree so. wholeheartedly, man. And yeah, <laughs> I, I think, you know, I think what benefits Lester this season in comparison to last year is because I think last year you just saw his arm kind of get tired toward the end of the year where exactly. now, you know, him in that fourth role, you know, he's going to see less starts just in general because you're going to roll through your, your rotation the way you will. Uh, but like you said, you know, I feel really good if that means, you know, we're getting a, a, you know, at least what we saw first half last year, John Lester, I'm happy that's our fourth pitcher, you know, and obviously Jose Quintana is going to come back at some point and really kind of hopefully round out this rotation, at least, like I said, just to be consistent. I don't need, you know, I don't need Jose Quintana to come out there and strike out 12 guys every night to feel good about it. He goes out there and doesn't give up more than two runs. I'm happy. You know, as long as they're in it every game, that's all they need. And I agree completely. I think going into tomorrow, you know, hopefully these, uh, you know, the guys that are in this lineup that have loved Cincinnati, like Schwarber and Bryant, can really kind of come out and flourish in this series, especially Bryant. I think that'd be huge for this, you know, just this team in general. If he's, you know, kind of solidifying himself in that leadoff spot and maybe has, you know, a homer or two to get things going. You start the game one nothing, you know, as the first batter, especially on the road, great <laughs> yeah. momentum going into it for, you know, the rest of the game then. And yeah, I'm I'm inter- I'm interested to watch uh the the pitch count uh for tomorrow with with Lester, you know. Um you know, 85 realistically with how he works, um you know, that probably gets him at least into the 5th inning. I would be happy if he can make it into the 6th. You know, maybe he goes 5 and a third, 5 and 2 thirds. I think that's a good outing from Lester. Um and especially if they have the lead, then I think we can safely expect we might see a Roman Wick a Craig Kimbrell tomorrow. Maybe if they're comfortable enough, I don't think he will throw again tomorrow, but Kyle Ryan, I mean, did throw almost mm-hmm. two innings today. So they'll probably let him have a rest tomorrow. Um, you know, but we may see Rex brothers again tomorrow. Um, you know, worth noting that Brad Wick did go on the injured list today. So you only have two lefties right now in that pen and that's Ryan and, um, and brothers. Mm-hmm. An interesting thing that I'm wanting to look into, you know, I'm going to keep an eye on personally is, you know, what happens, you know, like we've, I think we briefly discussed at one point, you know, what happens if now Kyle Ryan or Brothers gets hurt? Is Braylon Marquez the next man up? Is Burl, you know, is Burl Caraway the next guy up? I'm interested to see what happens with these young guys, but, um, that would just be, Interesting. It would be interesting if it would they be. called one of either one of those guys. I think they would call Marquez first, but yeah, man, that would just be it. Would just be a very you know crazy twist to to this already crazy twenty twenty season. So one hundred percent, man, yeah. It Don't get me good. excited like that. I'd I know. love to see one of them two get called. I would, I would too, So, but we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll certainly keep an eye on that. Cody, who do you have for tomorrow as your Fly the W player? Oh, forgot to even mention it. Um, tomorrow, let's see. I'm oh, today. I took Hayward because he kind of struggled in those first two games. He kind of hit the ball hard, but for Houts, he almost had a home run today. I'm gonna take Chris Bryant tomorrow, uh, just because new 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 ballpark. He's you know he got a hit today. He's playing against a team that he's he's hit well against in his career. 
And uh, I think he's going to have a big series in Cincinnati. So I'm going to take Chris Bryant tomorrow. And uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully I can get a point. I I think I don't have any points at this moment at this point. (laughs) And we're, we're, we're still trying to figure that out. We'll post Mm -hmm. the the rankings at some point, but I think (laughs) right now, um, based on how things have gone, I would, I actually think Brian Mishler might be in the lead right now. I think he's got two. Um, but we'll we'll dive into that and, and see how that goes. Um, I actually might be tied for the lead because if we're if we're gonna do multiple points per game, then I have Chatwood and Rizzo from Friday night. So not looking too bad. But yeah, I agree with you, man. I, I think you know I'm gonna stick as well with my fly the W player um, with a guy that loves playing in Cincinnati, and that's Kyle Schwarber. Uh, I think he's gonna come out and have a nice game. Had a really good game today. I think it was a very under the radar good game just because of the you know, kind of the power that ended up happening late in the game. But early in the game, Schwarber was by far probably their best hitter, you know, through those first six innings or so. Um, just as a quick side note before we uh, we do wrap it up here, uh, I would like to make note, I, I'm looking at the splits right now for all players that the Reds have on their roster, and there's only one guy that hasn't seen Lester only twice um, that has over a 375 average against Lester. Would you like to guess who it is? You said it was a three seventy five average. Yep. yep, that has it's better than that. Against, it's better than that, and against John Lester. Yeah, it's only seven at bats, granted, hmm. but it's better than three seventy five. The three seventy five guys is Eugenio Suarez. He has forty at bats against Lester. He bats three seventy five against them, and he has five homers and eleven RBIs against Lester. Oh, yeah. Walk him. Yeah, yeah, just walk, walk him. him. This other guy I might want to walk too because he's only had seven at bats, but he has two home runs and seven RBIs, and he's batting seven fourteen. And how many at bats you said? Seven. Seven. So he's six for seven, pretty much. Oh, against Lester, two homers and seven RBIs. Maybe I keep wanting to say Votto, but Votto's a lefty, uh, so I doubt that that. Uh, but maybe. Uh, maybe I don't know. It's just Nick. It's Nick. It's, it's Castellanos. I wanted to say Nick, and it's I gonna. To, but and I, didn't I get- swear to God, if he does this <laughs> against Lester tomorrow, I am gonna be so pissed off. I don't care if the Cubs win. I am gonna be livid on tomorrow's Cubs on tap. I will <laughs> lose my freaking mind. I'm trying not to cuss because we're doing good so far, but I am gonna lose my mind if he goes yard tomorrow because I'm gonna be so mad. <laughs> that he's not a Chicago Cub. And this whole series, as soon as he walks up to the plate tomorrow, I'm, I'm probably going to cry. Like that first plate appearance, I'm going to cry. Because it'll yeah. be my first time actually seeing him in a Reds uniform in a real game. And mm-hmm. it's going to make me sad. And I'm not. Be wearing like the high, the high pants and the, yep. you know, little, he, I don't know what it was last year. Cry. He just brought like a different feel. He just of brought like, that, that swagger. Yeah, he, yeah. That swagger, man. Like he was a different level uh, of like fun. Yeah. Like, it wasn't Javi Baez fun, but like on the same level of like type of fun, I guess you yeah. could say. He, you know? Yeah, exactly. Just a different style of fun, but he was just a fun <laughs> player. And mm. now he's. I'm just yeah. I'm gonna just put myself in a. Let's hope he opts out. Comes to the Cubs next season. All right. That's what I'm. Uh, that's what I'm hoping on. <laughs> He's got that opt-out clause. I hope he has a monster 60-game season here and the Cubs <laughs> magically find money and all of a sudden he's like, hey, I want to come magically. back to Chicago, guys. And then, then Theo's just sitting there going, mm-hmm, yep, 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 we'll bring you back. Come on. We'll bring you back. You want your, your 18 to 20 per year? Yeah, that's fine. Come on down. And he's yep. young. He's only – this is his age. I think he just turned 28. Yeah, he's young, yeah. He's that's young. why I was very much uh, all for bringing him back too. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So hope I, I don't know. We're gonna hold out hope, but I miss you, Nick. <laughs> I'm gonna wear my jersey for you tomorrow. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, I think I think it's a good time to wrap up. We went a little longer than I think either one of us were hoping for. So. Um, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Cubs on Tap. As we mentioned, the Cubs win today against the Brewers 9-1 to and take the first series of the season. Uh, but they will take that 2-1 record into Cincinnati tomorrow. 5-40, once again, in the afternoon is your first pitch. And the game will be on Marquee Sports Network as we watch John Lester take on Wade Miley for the Cubs versus Reds. I am Ron Luce from Cody Del Mendo. We wish you a very great rest of your evening on this beautiful weekend. And, Cody, let's get out of here the only way we know how to, man. Let's go Cubbies. Let's go Cubs. Yeah.